You're listening to the Gospel Project for Preschooling Kids Weekly Leader Training, helping you teach your kids the big story of the Bible. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Weekly Leader Training Podcast for the Gospel Project for Kids in Preschool. It's a resource designed to show children the one story of Scripture, God's plan to save people through Jesus. My name is Delany Williams, and I am one of the content editors on the Gospel Project for Kids team. And I am joined by this episode, um, Landry Holmes, who is a manager on Lifeway Kids team over network partnerships and over publishing. We're so glad that you're here today with us, Landry. Thank you so much, Delany. I'm glad to be back on the podcast today. And, you know, I really enjoy being able to talk about teaching kids the gospel and teaching kids about the love of Jesus. Um, And I get to do this myself uh, with my own grandchildren now, as I got to with my own children and as a volunteer at my church. Um, I'm looking forward to this Sunday when I'll be teaching children um, and we'll actually will be using the gospel project at my at my own church. So I'm I'm excited about it. Hey, I wanted to say something, Delany, if I could just just a minute that um you know we're we're wrapping up uh at least we are the our summer uh and my oldest son and his wife and, and three kids went on a, a vacation toward the end of the summer with some other family members of theirs and um there were two other children, so there are a total of five children, and the other two children, their church has not returned with uh, in-person uh, Sunday school, so while they were on vacation for five days, every day they used the Gospel Project and had a mini um, Sunday school session using the Gospel Project materials. I just thought that was so cool, saw some pictures of them doing that uh, while they were on vacation. And just reminded me that, you know, we can teach kids anywhere, anytime with with these kinds of resources. So, Delny, I want to thank you uh, as being one of the editors on the team for providing those kind of resources. And I'm going to selfishly say for my grandchildren. Yes. And I, well, thank you so much, Landry. And thanks for sharing that that testimony, if you will. That is a really cool story and experience. And we love to hear those of um those stories and life experiences of how God is using the gospel project um, in churches and also in unique situations as well. So thank you very much for sharing that. So um, she mentioned, or I think, anyway, we are on, um, we're on in unit 36, session four. And so this will be our last session in Revelation, and we are going to be in chapters 19 and 20 through 22, and the focus is Jesus will return. And so when we think about the big idea of this session, we, um, it is that our hope is set on the future because we know that Jesus will return. He'll destroy evil and make all things new. There will be, there is and will not, and will be no pain, no, um, no suffering that will be, um, that will not be soothed or removed from our lives. What an incredible concept to think about. And then also that our time in this broken world 
is temporary, but our lives with God in the new earth will last forever. And I don't know about you, Landry, but for me, that's just really encouraging and just in awe, if you will. I mean, as an adult, as a teacher, um, just to think about that. And so many times I think we get lost in not remembering that um, what is forever and what what will it be like. And so as we're teaching this session, I'm going to encourage our teachers to think about that too as not only are we teaching for that for the boys and girls, but we're teaching from our overflow. And so, what is the Lord teaching and um, teaching us about it? And how are we growing in our knowledge of what we're teaching them? As we transition to the next part of our podcast, I want us to think about what some um, maybe some activities that may need a little extra prep time or need some helpful hints. And so I'll start us off with our preschool resources. And so as you look in the, your preschool leader guide, you'll see there is a, an activity called colorful or see colorful lights. And so our teachers, you will need some old CDs. You may have some of those around or you may need to check with some other people in your church then for some old CDs it can be music CDs or maybe you have some from your computers and then um, what you're going to be doing with these CDs is you're going to be using them as prisms and so um, there are the the instructions are in the leader guide how to do that um, how to see those colorful lights if you do not have some CDs you could also use some color paddles that could be purchased inexpensively um, online. And so those are a couple of ideas that you could use for that, for that activity. And then um, as you look to the resource in preschool worship, there is an activity where they are making sand art. And just a tip that I have learned from teaching preschoolers through the years Whenever you have something with sand or salt or anything like that and they're making art, if you put that inside a, a cardboard box, a shallow cardboard box, or either a tray, you may want to use the ones that you used in a preschool activity a couple weeks ago or a couple sessions ago. Um, but if you put the paper in those boxes and then allow them to do the sand art, then when they're finished um, pouring the sand, over the outline, the glue and all, and they, they can shake off the excess sand into the box or tray. And then that will help with when it's time to clean up. And so just a little tip for our teachers to um, anything we can do to help um, with that cleanup and make it a smoother session for, for you. We want to make sure that um, we pass those little tips that we have learned from our experience along to you. So those are a couple activities I wanted to highlight in preschool. And Landry, if you'll talk about um, our resources for kids, what activities they have that may need a little extra um, instruction. Sure. Well, Delaney, the only two uh, activities that that uh, I think might need some extra is are in, they're both in kids' worship. And one of them is the, the group demo. Now, a couple of sessions ago, we had hot water, and I cautioned uh, our listeners to be careful with hot water. Well, today, 
or this, you know, I'm going to warn you about this session, we're going to have a hot plate. So um, just, <clears throat> uh, you know, like a electric hot plate, not a plate that you had in the oven and you take out to have hot plate, but a hot plate. Uh, so I don't know why I thought that I needed to explain that, but basically it's to melt wax. So be sure that you have space around you so that the kids don't touch or handle the hot plate or the hot wax. Um, and you know, one thing that I have found is you could actually put the hot plate in a, um, uh, cardboard box cut it out where you can reach around and reach in it, but it also gives gives you some time. So when a child starts to reach, you at least have space between the edge of the cardboard box and, and the inside and to the hot plate to be able to get stop them. So I mean, sometimes it's good to have some kind of barrier. That's great because it actually provides that boundary for them too, you know, yes. keeping. So like you said, it also gives you extra time too to help them. Right. Exactly. So just be careful, but it is a fun activity. I encourage you to go ahead and do the group demo. And then also at the group game, uh, there is a, uh, a part where a child is asked to, to uh, be separated from, from the group, uh, maybe, you know, leave the room or something like that. Here's the thing. You got to make sure that you're following uh, the safety and security guidelines of your church. You don't want a child by themselves in the hallway. And you also don't want a child by themselves with just one adult. So um, one way you could handle that is hanging a dark sheet in the room so that the child is just standing behind the sheet. They're still in the in the main room. There's things you can do. Just, I, I just caution you, don't leave children by themselves in a place that's not safe. And also don't leave children by themselves with just one adult. So keep those in mind. Uh, but the group game can be a lot of fun and can really help teach toward uh, our story point and, and teach toward uh, the truths that we're, we're trying to, to teach uh, about uh, Christ, the return of Jesus. And, and so just, you know, it's always good to put safeguards in place, whether it's physical safeguards like a cardboard box or where there's other safeguards of, of where children are and who they're with. Just remember, keep them safe. It's a good word and lots of great reminders, Landry. Appreciate you sharing that and hope that these little tips are very helpful for our, for our teachers to know and understand and prepare as they're teaching boys and girls. So we'll go ahead and transition to the next part of the episode. And that's where we get to talk about what we're really excited about, about this session. And so, you know, I, I talked about it a little bit earlier whenever I said about exciting that um, for our teachers, not just what our, we're going to be able to teach to the boys and girls, but what I feel like the Lord can really, well, will do if we allow him to teach us as teachers through this session um, as he will every week, but especially with this, this session with his return and I'm encouraged and I hope that this session will even help our teachers to think more about the urgency of telling others about Christ, you know, because whenever he does return, we want to make sure that we are faithful to tell others about him. And so 
I'm just excited that hopefully this will even spark um, in me and then others that urgency to tell others about Christ. So Landry, you know, what what do you um, what are you excited about? Well, Delaney, one of the things that when I approach and think about even in my own life um, passages of scripture that talk about the return of Jesus Christ. Uh, it's exciting. And uh, actually, the older I get, the more I understand how people, when I was younger and people older than I would talk about, I'm just ready for Jesus to come again. I can't wait for him to come again. I didn't quite understand it when I was younger. I'm beginning to understand that more. Um, I think for some people, there's there's an element of, of fear, and especially, I think, with kids. And I think a lot of times that fear comes from fear of the unknown. We we don't know what it's really going to be like when Christ comes again. We have a glimpse from the scriptures, but we don't really know because uh, we don't have that experience and because our minds are finite and we can't really understand what it's going to be like. But we know it's going to be wonderful and we know that that uh, there will be, as you said at the beginning, no more crying and no more pain, no more sadness. And that's exciting. Now, sometimes you'll hear people talk about, well, there will be singing all the time. And there are, uh, there are people sitting there thinking, uh, that's not heaven for me. I don't really, you know, but we will be praising God. We'll be praising Jesus and it will be heaven, um, a new heaven and a new earth. But also just a, a word of, of assurance. If, if we believe in Jesus Christ, if we have trusted him as our Lord and Savior, then there is nothing to fear. Yes, it's easy to fear the unknown, but we have nothing to fear. Only joy and anticipation at the second coming of Jesus Christ. And so when we think about children, they can easily pick up from us if we have any kind of fear. And sometimes they are afraid because they definitely don't understand that world. And they're having a great time right now and they can't imagine Christ coming again and what that means. But we just reassure them. And those children that the Holy Spirit is convicting, we we talk to them and we help them understand what it means to receive the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, God's Son. As, as well as you said, uh, sharing our faith with others and with adults and with parents. And then for those children who have yet to to be convicted by the Holy Spirit, they have nothing to be afraid of either, those younger children. And we encourage them and help them see the excitement of the coming of Christ. So it is very exciting, but there can be an element of fear. And just be, I'm, what I'm trying to say here is be sensitive to children who may be struggling with being joyous at the second coming of Christ because they're human. And we're all human, and help them to see, even though we don't understand all that there is to understand, that this is a very good thing. And it just, you know, the Bible closes with this, and it gives us all hope because it says, He who testifies about these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. 
Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. And that should be all of our prayer. Wow, Andrew, that's a great word. And can't add anything on to that that um, make it even better. Just um, thank you for sharing that. And what an encouraging word as we teach babies all the way through preteens. And, you know, as we were talking earlier, this episode that we're recording is the last one in Revelation. And next episode, we will actually be starting from the beginning. Again, meaning starting in Genesis. And so um, that's also exciting. We want to make sure that our listeners know that, you know, the next episode, make sure that you um, listen and and hear how... Um, more about um, the resources as we begin to tell the story from the beginning um, to boys and girls. And so we want to thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We hope that you have found it helpful as you prepare to teach the Gospel Project for kids in preschool. For more helpful resources, visit gospelproject.com. 